audio test one two three audio test one two three my mic good, sounds good nice. morning gentlemen <laughs> good morning good morning how are you sylvia i'm great how are you guys doing awesome. very well doing very well i i was just hearing you doing a sound test and yes. it's uh interesting because i was just reading about um how to get the best out of my microphone because we did have a listener uh talk to us about our sound especially so, in the last that's episode. all <clears throat> especially in yes, the last episode because yeah. i had unfortunately i had to switch to using my I, I had bought these very expensive uh earpods called beats earpods and they're kind of like apple airpods that you know except they're a little bit better quality supposedly and because uh-huh. my, and because my iPad was not fully charged, I switched to those last week, and it definitely affected the audio quality. So I hope we're back this week with some, some good audio. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. And I'm learning some stuff about audio while we're at it. So. Yes. Yes. It's a learning process. That's what it is. That's what this whole thing is all about. Boy, what did I learn this week? Ooh, <laughs> this stuff. I can't, <laughs> Let's I can't get wait. started. Yeah. Where are you going to start with this, Brian? Because there's so much happening. <laughs> let, let's start with Survivor because I'm kind of itching. Let's start with Survivor. Okay. Oh, so, how much do you love Survivor? I so, love Jonathan. Hello, Jesus. <laughs> hello, <Christ>. Jonathan. <laughs> um, and hell? you know, Jonathan. Jonathan has really gotten thinner, but it worked for him. You can oh. really tell now that we're yeah, in episode but, seven or six or something like that. I think it's seven. Yeah, but he looks all right still. Oh. What was he like a bear in the beginning or something? He was oh, a little, he, yeah. It was like having Thor on your uh, team. Exactly, because he acts as though he's Thor on that team. He you does. can't beat him. <laughs> no. Yeah, oh, watch God. the first episode if you haven't yet, because there is a challenge where he literally just pulls everybody on his team through the water like they're nothing, like they weigh, like <laughs> like they're like he's like he's pulling a, a puppy. He, he wins challenge after challenge for his team by himself. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Wow. Like it's like people might as well just sit down and let let him do it. And I don't, I don't win think, it. I've I'd sit physical... down and let him do it. Jesus, he is sure gorgeous. thing. <laughs> I've seen some physical specimens on Survivor, but I don't think I've ever seen a Jonathan on Survivor. And, um, I'll have to say I'm not a fan of the dreadlocks. As a rule, but no. I don't even notice them. I don't work yeah. for him. Last, yeah. last, last thing I look at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's not why we wanted to talk about Survivor. That's a bonus mm. to what we wanted to talk about. Um, yeah, Brian, explain like to our guests what, what we're going to talk about. Well, I mean, it's kind of this unspoken thing, and this all went to a head at this week's Tribal Council. If you did watch this week's Tribal Council, because... In a row, we've had one, two, and three black people voted off um, of the of the actual tribe. Am I correct? Is it three now? Or it would have been three. I think it's two. It would have been three if their plan had gone the way they had planned. And it's just kind of a running theme. If you are a fan of Survivor or actually any reality show competition, it just seems like the black contestants always go first. And I'm not. I'm not saying that there's you know, any kind of rate, like Jonathan was very upset at tribal council because, you know, he was kind of upset because they were instigating maybe that he was doing it because he was racist, which totally was not the case at all. And they cleared that at all quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't about that. It, um, it wasn't about that. It wasn't about that, but you can't help but notice the trend. Well, you know what, as a, you know, white person, I am sorry, I didn't notice it. And that's why it was so impactful for me to watch that episode because I wouldn't even have given it a thought that the first two people who were um voted off and right. I was like oh and even Gary was the same way Gary and he's talking about it about it being about race and I was like and it's not even about the show anymore it's about real life it, like that right. that stopped being about survivor very quickly yeah 
it, you know, it, if I were a sociologist, just, you know, doing just this kind of research just on Survivor from beginning to end, I mean, that <laughs> would be, that would be something that would, re I think that would be really, really, you know, it would show us a lot because really, what are they creating in Survivor? This like microcosm of, of society. And, you know, so you can see all of these things much more stark contrasts between two people than you can between 100,000 people. So, you know, I think it's just fascinating. As someone who's never watched Survivor growing up, uh, I just started <laughs> growing up. I just started watching <laughs> Survivor from the very beginning. Okay, well, last season that, I, that we finished was the one where they split all the tribes up into ethnicities. And so that was a great one. season. And you know what? It was it, that really illustrated because there was always one token black man and one token black woman on every season previous and they were always voted out very quickly and there you know was you know other ethnicities sprinkled in you know but really it was a white show and that just illustrated how much the ethnicities can support each other and work with each other and, mm -hmm. and i thought it was a great season and i was so happy to see a top three of all non-white people because that was the first time that it ever happened yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really, uh, uh, Survivor takes on so many issues, you know, they just, and they just handle it. Like, they, did you trying. notice, right, well, did you notice at the beginning of this year, um, Jeff said to them all that at the beginning of every competition, he says, come on in, guys. And then he asked if they wanted him to stop saying that mm -hmm. because of gender and, Correct. you know, all that. And so they took that on and it was like, literally split. Okay. No more. Come on, you guys. Right. And they're not afraid of it. They're not afraid of taking on these social issues that are uh, prevalent today. And I love that. I love well, that. These, survivor. The, I do too. These two women from that mm -hmm. tribal council, and I haven't been watching this season, so I don't know anyone's name, but I apologize. But these two women that gave up their immunity don't feel idols bad, that they Kevin. found. <laughs> don't feel bad. I only know Jonathan's name. So. Oh, I'm well, just, I'm I'm just getting to the point where I know Marianne was one of them. I can't Marianne, remember the other ones. I do know Marianne. That was in the tribal They're council. fantastic. I love both of them. And I, I just want to see more of them. I, I want to see them run for public office or something seriously. Uh, you know I mean, they laid out issues so beautifully. <laughs> that how, how can anyone sit and listen to what they said and disagree with what they said? Exactly. Really? But Kevin, had you been watching all along, Marianne is not a dummy. But you've no. been believe that she was this giggly little girl who couldn't really take care of herself mm -hmm. and she just opened you know it was amazing the way she went forward like that but in the end i'm thinking girl this is going to cost you your game well because I now they're on to how smart you are <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think she went into tribal council though thinking she was going to do what she was going to do it wasn't oh, until she saw not. it wasn't until no. she saw roxory and roxory being voted out that she was like look i can't do this i yeah. can't let the third person on the jury be another person of color right right she right. yeah i'm so glad those girls did what they did because it you know it opened my eyes to the fact that you didn't even notice it that's how that it is. Yeah. Well, one thing I can it. say that I've noticed with Survivor is, you know, the the early seasons that I've watched, and I assume it continues, is when something like this comes up, when something like this is brought to light that there's an issue, then you know they address it and they change. They change the rules. They change the challenges so that they can accommodate things like that. You yes. know, for um, like what was it? What it. Uh, the all-stars, Richard Hatch, like rubbed his penis all over <laughs> all the women, you know, and like, you've never seen them do Ew. anything like that again. And we've Ew. never seen another contestant run around completely naked 100% of the time either. So oh, you know, I, I think that they, they address ah. things like that and not in your face address it. They address it in ways that seems very natural. And I'm, I'm really impressed with their producers. And why is yeah, it always too. people that look like Richard Hatch that feel the need to be naked? Why? <laughs> <laughs> why is it Jonathan like that? Why don't we have like... Uh, <laughs> why is it always the Richard? You go to a nude beach, and it's never anybody you ever want to see nude. God no. Oh. Well, Brian, I hate to tell you, there are people on that nude beach that are thinking the exact same thing, and you're on that beach. So. None of us. <laughs> none Bam. of us have it. None of us have it. Except for Jonathan. Before we move on from Survivor, I just want to give a shout out because I can't wait for this to go down between these two catty bitches. These two ladies, Romeo and Hi, 
the two gay guys. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, there's they no are... love there. They and are so, not. First of all, catty, catty, catty bitches. One of them is a pageant queen, so I I expected that from I think it's Romeo, who's a pageant uh, a pageant um, coach director right? or uh, yeah. something. Uh, not a pageant oh, queen. Right. Sorry, yeah, not a <laughs> not a not a drag queen. A pageant coach. Um, and then hi, and they just seem. Either one of two things is going on with these two. Either they've made a plan behind the scenes that not even the cameras caught, and they're trying to kind of throw people off to make it seem like they're not working together, or they're totally, totally hating each other. I'm not sure what's going on. You really on. think they could sneak that secret plan in and I, and not don't. worry about how it's going to... I mean, I'd want them both to be off the island right now. I do, I do too. I can't stand either. Yeah. One of so them. if they're doing that on purpose, they're stupid. I just uh, I think it's going to come to a head with these two ladies, and I can't wait. I can't wait for it to. Okay, we'll have happen. to watch for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I can't wait to see the transformation of Marianne now that she's put herself out there like that as this <laughs> strong person who's smarter than the rest of them. Yep, I believe so. I yeah. She might have put a target target on her back, but Jonathan she also may has have. a target on his back. So. But she did that, and, and she did it for the right reason. So even if she gets a target, it was great that she I did hope. what she did. I, I totally agree. So real quick. All right. I, What's I, next? I want to mention oh. this next little article, if you guys did not see this on the news. I don't know where I saw this. It was a real quick little story on the morning news. And it was like, are you eating calamari or pig anus? And I was like, no. <laughs> Jesus. Um, You sent us the link and I read it and I have some notes because I always have notes. It's just not, honestly, it's not ever something that I thought of until now, but I don't think I'll ever be able to see the calamari rings again without thinking that. If I don't, if I'm just served calamari at a restaurant and I don't see the actual like little squid bodies, I'm going to think. I'm eating pig anus. Okay, so let's um, let's. I'm gonna clear this up for Kevin. Did you read this? Let's no. go to this link. I didn't okay, want so anything to Kevin, do with this. I did not even so, want it on my computer. I didn't want it on my search history. I don't want people to think that I looked at that shit. No. All right. Well, let me let you and all of our listeners worldwide, as we know, we've gone global, right, oh, gentlemen? Super. I am. What are we in? Like nine countries now? I think so. Yeah. Oh. I was, if I wasn't yeah. afraid I'd end this call by checking it, I would look at it. But I might don't do that. But I think it's nine <laughs> countries. Anyways, for all of you listening, he sent this link, and and I didn't realize it was a PETA website that I was going to. Yes, you know People about for the vegans. Treatment of animals. Yes. <laughs> yes, uh, I didn't realize that at first, and I was reading it, and then I caught on. So it's it's like those vegans that are trying to make you be a vegan trying to get you with all this information that's kind of gross you're absolutely right but I like those documentaries you've been trying to make me watch for years brian no <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> well there were a couple things i wrote about because i love what they called inside a hot dog i love that they called it meat oh, batter i know um, oh god i thought that was so funny the way yeah. they said meat batter yeah, and they but, use that throughout the article. And, but that's and I did not know PETA that that... is calling it. But, you know, that's PETA be like meat batter. Anyways, and they talked about natural casings, which were a thing. And I knew that, that that was the intestine. I knew that. Um, so I, um, you can't scare me, vegans. I'm still going to eat hamburgers and hot dogs. <laughs> It does Every year me, on the 4th of does, July. It does make me wonder, though. Where, where, if I'm getting served calamari, where's the squid? If, it, if there's no squid, where's the squid? <laughs> and what, what the fuck is this? And what kind of restaurant am I Yes. At? And what Brian's <laughs> referring to is there's been a lot of uh, places where they sell fish under one name and it's actually something else. And, uh, you know, like they call it scrod, but it's not. It's cod. Or I don't know. I don't know anything about fish. Um, so whatever happens, they're doing something wrong, but this was a, an article of people trying to get you not to eat meat. Cause the last thing it says at the bottom is, um, it says, I'm not ready to stop eating dead bodies. 
<laughs> no, it says uh, it says I am ready. I'm going to make a sticker that says I'm not ready to stop eating dead bodies. Well, and on, if we're being honest, is pig anus the worst thing that's out there? Because there is a thing that's very popular in <laughs> like, uh, can, I think it's Connecticut called Scrapple. Have you ever heard oh, of Scrapple? Scrapple? Yes. I've heard of it. I forget what it is, but I don't eat it. And I don't it's... think it's just Connecticut because that sounds like it comes from somewhere in the South to me. Oh, I can't remember where exactly. It's a big it thing. It doesn't but matter. It's a gray People meat. People out there know. It is, it is the only FDA-approved gray meat. Oh. oh. Is, yeah. that, is, that, is that gray meat that you mold into letters and try to spell <laughs> out words? So, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're... Oh is, this, oh, is this that? No, no, no. That's that pink slime crap. It's kind of like pink slime, except okay. it's gray slime. And okay. you have to Which have now, to... Um, don't call it pink slime anymore. Call it meat batter. Meat batter. <laughs> meat batter. It's gray <laughs> meat batter. I'm going to use meat batter in a lot of ways. You yes. just wait. <laughs> oh, my. There's a squirrel on my lanai, like on my cage. Oh, my, my squirrels are looking at me because I forgot to actually feed them this morning. So they're literally looking at me, plotting my demise right now. If I don't get out oh. there... Which means we have to take a break because one of these squirrels is about ready to come through my doggy door and like tug on my pants to, oh, get, my. to get me to feed that's, it. That's aggressive. Wow. These squirrels right. will come right up to my patio and be like, bitch, now. You should TikTok <laughs> that shit. <laughs> I know, right? You, should, you shouldn't have started feeding them. Um, yeah, it's become a thing. It's become yeah, a thing. But that's all right. Yeah. You have to continue. I used to feed two ducks that used to come behind my house when I came home every day. And um, I named them Patty and Stu for duck pate and duck stew. (laughs) And uh, they were there for a long time, and then they just didn't come back one time. So um, good luck, Patty and Stu. I hope they move to a nicer neighborhood. Good luck. Uh, (laughs) All right. Well, all right. Time for a break. Yeah. When we come back, we're going to talk Ozark. We're going to talk about Johnny versus Amber this week. Uh, And we're going to talk our artist of the week, New Order, and see what Sylvia has to think. All right. All right. So let's take a break. All right. And we're back. All right. Welcome back, gentlemen. All right. So you guys are big fans of this show, uh, Ozark. And I, eh, it's in its last season. I don't know why. I have never watched it because I am a fan of Jason Bateman. I think he's adorable and funny, and that's hard to do. So uh, go on. Tell me and what Ozark. And he's so different than in, Jason so different. Bateman in this program. I, oh, my God. Every His time I acting tell somebody, chops are so like, impressive very uh, very uh, impressive who knew he could do that kind of a role um so you want to tell about it um kevin sure sure so um ozark is this insane story about this couple that has uh, inadvertently gotten caught up in like the mexican mafia and drug cartels uh in chicago and so they move to try to escape uh to the ozarks and they they start all of these they start buying up businesses and start doing like they're their own drug cartel things down in the Ozark. It is wait, wait, an insane. Wait, wait. Is the Ozark in where's Ozark in South Missouri? Africa? Oh. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Missouri, <laughs> South Africa. That's yeah. exactly okay. right. Okay. Actually, Kevin, I think they're still like they go there having to launder so much money for this organization, or they're yeah. all going to die. Yeah. So yes. what they're doing isn't by will. They're but they've kind of took it on. And made it something gigantic. It's crazy, Brian. There's so much crazy going on. So are we talking kind of like weeds, but not funny? Is no. That no. no. Nothing um, like weeds. No. Weeds is a no. sitcom. Comparatively. <laughs> okay. Yes. Right. Yes. I love that you called it a sitcom. Yep. It's really dark. And it's amazing what you see. Like, they make you understand what you will do to protect those people that you love to what yep. ends you will go. And, and, and it has a lot bad of guys out there. It has a lot of Game of Thrones esque shocking moments that you're like, you're just like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and you just have to sit and stare at the television yeah. for a while and process yeah. it. It's crazy. It does seem very now, dark. Have... I did give it a chance last night, although I fell asleep. Uh, episode one was very dark. 
It's very dark. And yeah, it just gets it darker. It doesn't get that, brighter. That's lighthearted. <laughs> oh, okay. Exactly. Um, but it's really worth watching. And um, I don't know, Kevin, have you watched the last season yet? Because it was I have, just put I, out. I watched the first half of the last season. And then okay. last night, I watched the first episode of the second half of the okay. last season. So I wasn't able to get the second half yet because I'm having a a glitch with my video on demand so i gotta work on that today uh because i really can't wait gary and i both love that show and i can't even imagine what they're gonna do with it yikes and you know what it also has a little bit of a soprano feel brian did you like the sopranos i did yeah Yeah. the kansas city so it kind of has that because yeah because you are you know these guys are doing bad things but you're still rooting for them oh because you yeah yeah, you gotta watch it. It's really, yeah. really worth it. It's really, really good. I mean, you know, uh, I'm super. Oh, I'm super impressed with not only Jason Bateman, but is it is it Laura Lenny? Is that her name? What's yeah. the Laura Lenny is the yeah. wife. She oh. blew oh. me away. And you know, the introduction of the the <laughs> the uh, the girl. I can't think of her name right now. Um, the 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 other main character, the blonde girl. She's just a uh, Ruth. Uh, the introduction Ruth. of Ruth. Oh. It, I mean, her character is amazing, and I've seen that actress do other things now since then. Too. She's Me great. Too. I just love. I will her. watch her do anything, and I'm sorry, listeners and fans of hers. I don't know what her name is right I now, but I, I, I would watch her in anything because yep. everything I've seen her in, she's amazing. And she Ruth. Is. Ooh, Ruth. What are they going to do with Ruth? Do you remember how it ended? Oh, don't tell me because I remember how it ended. With oh. this half season, I can't oh. wait. By next week, listeners, we'll have a real conversation about Ozark because by then, Brian, maybe you'll have watched a lot of it. I will hopefully have made it through at least one season. Hopefully, yeah. It looks like you just wait. The first episode of the second half that was just released is is very Ruth. There's a it's almost it's like at least half of just Ruth. So and it is awesome. Like Ugh. I said, I'm a big fan of Jason Bateman, and I love Laura Linney. She is one of my favorite actresses that plays lawyers uh, regularly. She Every time I see her, she plays a lawyer, and she's amazing at it. She was an exorcism uh, of Emily Rose. Do you remember that movie? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And she played a lawyer in that. I was like, oh, this woman. She's a good actress. She's very good. She's really good, and there are so many times that you hate her. You can't even believe how wretched she is. And yep. then you're rooting for her, which is yep. amazing. The writing, everything is so great about it. It's, it's a great show. Yes. Well, uh, so go ahead, Briar. We're going to talk about Amber speaking, and Johnny. Yeah. Speaking of hatred, I mean, <laughs> these two, these two have no love lost between them. And I'm just going to say it was a very, very bad week for Amber Heard. Did you guys watch any of this this week? I <laughs> did a little bit of. Uh, what you sent that link with the psyche eval yeah, um, yeah. I did watch that and um, boy she looked bored out of her mind so I can say this about Amber Heard first of all her hairstyle and color changes daily I don't know how she does this but every <laughs> time she's in the court it's either a little more blonde or it's a little more brunette or it's done up or it's down she's really paying a lot of attention to her hair during this trial yeah, that- <laughs> Probably, that's probably not where her focus should be lying right now, since this week she had a uh, psychiatrist testify, I guess, against her, but this is her former psychiatrist, which raised a few questions on my end. I never thought that that, you could do that. And I don't understand, whose side was the psychiatrist on? Very much Johnny Depp's side. But she was Amber's former psychiatrist, and I did, thought, isn't there isn't there patient confidentiality? I know. How did how, that happen? I didn't get that whole thing. I didn't. I don't get it. I don't either. But this woman laid out Amber Heard's medical records right there in the court for everybody, and said wow. that she was diagnosed with histrionic bipolar disorder yeah. and another version of bipolar disorder that I did not write down that I should have. Um, so two different types of bipolar disorder. And then the psychologist went on to say that these specific types of bipolar disorder often result in the uh, patient becoming very, very, very aggressive and violent towards just about anybody who goes against anything that they want. 
So if she wants something done, it has to be done right then or she turns violent. And that's pretty much the whole testimony of the psychiatrist. And I was floored. It was, was very, able. very clinical. It was very clinical. And um, it didn't put Amber in any kind of a good light. So I was like, who hired, who hired that woman to do that? Was that Johnny Depp's side hired her? And if he did, how could he get her to say that stuff legally? So and if Amber hired her, that was a bad move. <laughs> I, I, I want to say she was actually hired before the couple divorced as they were going, they were going through some kind of, uh, they were trying to work it out. So they hired somebody to actually talk to about their problems. And I think, that's no, I mean, who brought her into the courtroom? Oh, was um, it Johnny's team I, or was I, it Amber's team? No, I believe it was Johnny Depp's team because Amber Heard has not yet taken the stand. Her team has not yet. It, it's still, okay. it, Everything right now is still Johnny Depp's team, Johnny Depp's witnesses. They haven't switched Amber Heard yet. But I still don't understand how he got that psychiatrist permission to spill all that information. Well, they can, they can subpoena her medical records and get access to, to those. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't, I assume they're in California. I don't know what the legal threshold is, but usually not, for psych. North Carolina, I believe. Oh, well, well, that explains it. So they're um, usually, (laughs) especially with... Sorry, North Carolina fans. (laughs) He didn't mean that. No, no, no. I have family um, there. You know, behavioral health (laughs) records are, have even more, um, you know, privacy rules and laws than regular medical records too. So it's even harder. So I, I can imagine that they would have really had to have proven beyond a reasonable doubt that something in that medical record was going to show that she's committed some kind of crime, you know, or something huh. that would benefit the court in nowhere. Yeah, but it's just, it's a little worrisome knowing that that they can just pull that stuff out when you think all that stuff's so private. And it, and I feel like it kind of should be private. I mean... Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't, I don't uh, want anyone knowing anything I've ever said in therapy. God forbid. And that, and that, that, puts, that puts you in a negative light that you really can't come back from, honestly. And it also makes me worry about, you know, we already have um, the stigma on therapy is bad yeah. enough. And now people are going to think, well, then that could happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of weird. I didn't understand that whole thing. That was that was um, the. Uh, I did the... notice just that Amber was bored out of her mind. Oh yes, she was, and she was constantly during the actual testimony of the psychiatrist. She was constantly rolling her eyes and looking back at her counsel, like, <laughs> "Are you guys going to object like, at any time here?" Like biting, <laughs> not biting your nails, but touch, like doing this thing with her nails, and yeah, she was not having any of it um there is a uh, petition going around to have her removed from aquaman 2 uh playing the role of mara just so you guys know if you did not read that oh i don't know what that means it's a movie that's it's I didn't even know they were making that. I thought they were just recasting everything in DC and starting from scratch. No, it's called Aquaman the Lost Kingdom, and it was supposed to be the pre-production has already started. Scripts have already been delivered. Uh, but fans do not want Amber Heard a part of the movie because, uh, because of this whole thing. I wasn't a huge fan of the first one, honestly. I don't know why everybody got their panties all in a bunch, like going crazy about this stupid movie. It really didn't do much for me. I didn't think the special effects were great at all. I don't think Jason Momoa can act and carry an entire movie. (laughs) I mean, oh no, you said that out loud. He's he's really good in parts where he doesn't have to speak very often. You know, I mean, because he's a good physical actor. He is a good physical actor. I mean, um, what was it for in his part in Game of Thrones? He didn't say a single word. I know. <laughs> but I knew exactly who he was and what he stood for. I feel like he's a good physical actor, but God, don't make him speak because that just ruins everything. I know. Seriously. Well, just let him funny. just let him be without his shirt on and have sex that's scenes right. with Khaleesi because those sex <laughs> scenes in Game of Thrones. Oh, my oh. God. I know. I know. I know he's basically like throwing her up against the tent and like having his way with her, but like, he can do that with I me. I think that's called yeah. me. Um, yeah. I think she was, it would be rape if she was not into it, but she was into it, girl. She if was you remember. Oh, did you, no, did you watch see, Game of I watched, I watched it for a little while and then I just couldn't anymore. It was too violent and, mm-hmm. and it then dragons. Violent. I was like, mm, I'm out. 
dragons. <laughs> I, just, I just wouldn't give it any more time. Uh, yeah, so no. I'm out. There's dragons. That's yeah. fair. Uh, we know uh, now. We now know where your line is that you just can't cross. <laughs> which is a hefty line for us. Which <laughs> is really funny because one of my favorite movies of all time is um, Pete's Dragon. When I was oh. a kid. Oh, so I love a dragon. dragon. Pete's well, I know. He's not a dragon. But anyways, yeah, no, I didn't do well with with Game of Thrones. I gave it a few minutes and then uh, <laughs> took off from there. That's um, the best. I'm out. There's dragons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clip that and use that in our shows from now on. Okay, every, time, oh. every time we say something that everybody hates, I'm out. There's dragons. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like... Um, you know, one of those housewives uh, things that you hear all the time. I don't know. That they You're going to be a meme. Over and over. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be, be a meme. meme. Uh, <laughs> oh, dragon. That's hilarious. Like Jada Pinkett Smith. There's a dragon. I'm out. <laughs> At the Oscars. I don't know. <laughs> That's so funny. It's time, oh. it's time for healing. Okay, Jada. It's time for you. We got, we got you. Oh shit! Was it? What else was on our list before we get to our new music guest uh, that we're going to talk about? Well, we were just going to touch base and say that next week, I think next week, if not next week, the week after, we're going to start a little segment, and we don't have a title for it yet, uh, but we're going to start talking about missing persons slash serial killers that may have. <laughs> <laughs> you know kind of hit home with us in a personal kind of way not even but i don't know about you guys but lately uh, this week especially i've been binging on the the uh the john wayne gacy tapes on netflix which is kind of why i thought of this and i've also watched the ted bendy tapes i've had a week of just kind of murder porn really really famous murderers really famous murderers oh uh, i i could do that forever myself i understand if i Honestly, I want to say on TV, besides like Survivor and the regular things that I watch, if we're just going to look for something, if nobody's been murdered in it, I don't want to watch it. Let's watch it's something <laughs> where somebody's been murdered. It's even if it's I law and too. order, you know, yeah. even if it's a law and order, if somebody was murdered, let's watch that one. No, um, I'm, I'm even, obsessed. Even when I'm watching air disasters, if I like, if I know that oh. the people are giving like an interview and I know they didn't <laughs> die, I turn it off. I'm like, uh, no. Brian, it's so funny. I was listening to my favorite murder, which is the best to me, to me, the best murder podcast out there. It's my favorite. And they were talking about this air um, disaster, the one where the guy kind of flew out the windshield and they held on to him and he didn't die. Holy shit, it was I didn't see that. fascinating. <laughs> it was fascinating. There's a documentary about God. it. Um, yes, it's fascinating what everybody tells their story. How do you so, not die? How do you even explain? You have to listen to if you want to just um, cut to the chase. Just listen to this week's episode of My Favorite Murder, and you'll hear the whole story. She tells it, Will and do. she does a great job. Karen is hilarious, and she does a great job. And uh, so, if there are any MFM fans out there, hey, 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 Murderinos, hey. how are you? <laughs> Murderinos. <laughs> yes, we we call ourselves Murderinos. It's a whole. It's a cult. It's a cult. They even, they even call their fan club their fan cult. So uh, <laughs> it's a little obsessive. But and that's yeah. all I, I love that you were the one that asked to add a little murder to the podcast because I in no way wanted to make this about what I want it to be. So uh, I mean, for me personally, <laughs> I, I, this is going to be very weird. And I want to I preface this with I had nothing to do with either one of these murders. But I, I am very closely associated with two particular murders, one of them being Kaylee Anthony. I actually worked right around the corner from where her body was found. So that particular story resonates very closely with me. And there's another story that I want to talk about, uh, a, a missing person by the name of Jennifer Kessie, who lived actually right across the street from me in Orlando when she went missing. This is all from the years like Yikes. 2006 to 2008. So I have a couple of these that I want to talk about just because personally, they sit kind of close to me. I was living literally, I could walk to Jennifer Kessie's house. In fact, I did all the time and applied to live in that condo community. They turned me down, but 
<laughs> Thank God. They might have taken you that night instead. I, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. Beautiful blonde girl or me, of course they would have taken right. me. Um, I started to go for uh, looking up some information about that case because I hadn't heard of it, uh, but got distracted. It never happened. I will go back to that. Um, yes. I definitely want to get caught up on that before you talk about it. But and is not- this going to be a thing? Like we're working this out you know, sort of in front of our audience, but is this going to be a thing same as our music? Like you're picking the murder story this week and then Kevin has to find one next week. <laughs> oh, or it's just going to be... That's a good idea. <laughs> Kevin's like, I'm out. There's <laughs> dragons, I'm out. There's I'm dragons, out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good... I'm sure we all do have our favorite murderers. So yeah, we oh, can yeah, take part. Yeah. Yeah. I know, but it's I in out. no way want to try to act like we are this big, famous murder podcast because we cannot compete with that There's so um, many. genre at all. No. There are saying... so many, and there are so many good ones that I can't even listen to them all. So I don't ever... I don't want people to think like that's our... So um, maybe that thing. could be the angle that we take when we introduce a murderer or or missing person, maybe point to the podcast that led us in that direction or something uh, so that they can get the full story. So we don't have to give the full story. Maybe that's a direction we can take with that. Hmm. Oh, I can't believe you guys are going to make me fellow... watch, listen to this stuff on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I've been watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, well, okay. I'm better for it. I'm better for it, Kevin. So my only request is can we stay away from air air disasters? Because I fly a lot for work, and I just don't need that in my head. Yeah, we can stay away from air disasters. Okay, yes. We'll have some. um, We want to make these interesting but not frightening uh yeah so we'll do that we'll make that a rule for sure most of those episodes of air disasters everybody survives it's really boring anyway (laughs) all right oh brian you're terrible (laughs) so do you guys want to take a break before we actually get into our artist of the week which is joy division slash new order yes yes sir let's take a quick break So let's, first of all, I am pretty familiar with New Order. They are one of the groups that I grew up on, but I did not grow up with the beginning of New Order. I was introduced to New Order, I think it was 1993, and we'll look it up when the album came out, but the album was called Republic, and I remember sneaking into my brother's room, and he had it on cassette tape, and (laughs) I immediately thought, this is very different than what we had been listening to, which was like 80s Poison, you know, Metallica. I was into the the 80s hairband stuff big time. Def Leppard was like my number one. So when I got into New Order, when I first heard them, I was like, this is different. And I think I like it. I think I really like it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I listened to it for a little bit. And I did some research like I'm supposed to. And I was thinking... I must have left the planet during that time period because <laughs> I never heard of these people um, or anything they were sort of connected to. I did have some sort of, I felt they sounded like, or they reminded me of like a band. I don't know if you guys know the band called Devo. Oh, or, yeah. Um, oh, yes. oh, yes. Or Flock of Seagulls, Tears for Tears, <laughs> like that kind of jive. Like that's kind of where I felt they were am i wrong about that no you're not no, wrong about that's that good. that's that's kind of okay because i didn't really get them yeah okay i didn't really understand them they were not for me but interesting enough well first of all let me just say that a lot of i'm just gonna say they weren't super huge in america mm-hmm. they they are more of a brit pop band that had some success here in america and kind of gained a cult following like bands uh, like Depeche Mode or the Pet Shop Boys, if you're familiar with them, they kind of. Oh gave... yeah, see that? Yeah, that's when you said Pet Shop Boys. That's where they fit in, right there. And, and the Smiths. Oh, yeah. The Smiths. Oh, yes. Smiths. Okay, yeah. I did disappear for that yeah. time well, and, period. And, and, I went they, to country music. And they fit right into that little. In fact, when most people talk about New Order, 
they they mention bands like The Cure, The Smiths, uh, Depeche Mode, things like that. They mm-hmm. they fit right into that little niche that kind of happened in the early '80s, late '70s, which is kind of when Joy Division was formed. They were formed in 1976 uh, with Ian Curtis as the lead singer. Bernard Sumner as the guitarist, Peter Hook as the bassist, and drummer Stephen Morris. Unfortunately, Joy Division did only have two albums, and right before they released their second album, which was called Closer, Ian Curtis actually hanged himself. So they did not get a chance to actually promote that album. However, one of the songs from the album called Love Will Never Tear Us Apart is one of those songs that you can hear playing at Hot Topic on any given day, every hour on the hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really is. I'm sure I've never heard it because I couldn't stay in that store for an hour and wait for it. <laughs> it's just one of those. What I mean by that is, like, if you look at all the kids that you teach that wear like the big black boots and like, oh yeah, you know, and like Slipknot or yeah, something. If yep. you ask, if you ask them who Joy Division was, they would all know, and they would all. Oh tell yeah. You. They would all, all tell right. you love, love will tear us apart. Yes, that's the song. Oh, yeah. That was totally me in high school. Me and my friends would just, like, get a big old blanket and lay in a park and smoke cloves and play Trivial Pursuit <laughs> and act like we were super smart and, you know, <laughs> listen to this shit over and over. It was great. <laughs> and even though, if you notice, the sound itself is kind of upbeat, the music itself and the vocals it are c- very depressing. I- yeah. I kind of thought of it as, is this considered like new wave wasn't yes. there is that what they called this yep. this is that new yep. wave music okay yeah i didn't yep. listen to this yep so uh aside from that once ian curtis actually died they said that they would not continue the band as joy division instead they made bernard sumner the lead vocalist they changed the name to new order in 1980 and they released their first album called movement in 1981 and here's just the thing that i did notice i don't know if you guys noticed this but new order has a lot of hits none of which are on their albums (laughs) they're all (laughs) they're all singles that they kind of released in between albums Mm -hmm. which is why they had to release an album of just singles called substance in 1987 because they had these in 1981 they had the album called movement In 1983, they had the album called Power, Corruption, and Lies. In 1985, they had the album called Low Life. And in 1986, they had the album called Brotherhood. That being said, they had a shitload of singles in that time and hits, none of which were on those four albums. (laughs) (laughs) I did not notice that, but that's hilarious. (laughs) It's so weird. So, like, like for for example, there's a song called Blue Monday that is... very much associated with New Order. That oh, is not... I listened to that. Yep. There aren't any, were there any words? Because I yeah. stopped listening. Yes. Yeah. I okay. mean, there, there are extended mixes where the words are very sparse. But Blue Monday did not appear on any album, even though it was a hit for them in 1984. It did not appear on any album until 1987, which was a collection of hits. Huh. <laughs> which it's just it's just so weird they're such a weird band and they're also <laughs> they're also one of those bands that does not have a Mick Jagger they don't have a David Bowie they're not they're not a band where you see a lead singer captivating an like a Dave Gahan from Depeche Mode they don't have that they are huh. literally just a band of guys up there playing instruments very well Yep. and singing they, to the best of their ability. I did, um, <laughs> I did, you know, the sidetrack that I always like to do to try to find out information about each member. And there's really not a lot. Like, no. they're just regular people. They just seem ordinary. They have no amazing stories or scandals or anything like no. that. Between the, There was one story that this is a little bit of a murder connection, Brian, uh, Stephen Morris, who's in the band, was questioned uh, with Peter Hook about the Yorkshire Ripper case because oh. he happened to be in all the places at all the right times when that was happening. So really? I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." Yeah, that is, so there's that a is little very interesting. Connection. I did yes. not read. I did not read that. I missed that because it, it was well. Like, I tried remember to where I get of... my information. <laughs> <laughs> do you use google well then it has to be true uh okay so you could follow up on that with more google uh but i thought you would love that information oh, yeah that is interesting i'll have to look that up 
Um, so besides Substance being released in 1987, and they, they, like I said, they did have a lot of hits like Blue Monday, True Faith and all that. They weren't on any of the albums. So in, in 1989, they released an album called Technique, and that was kind of a shift in sound, and it kind of went in more of an electronic phase. And, and right after that, they released tech, uh, Technique in 1989. Their record label called Factory Records actually got dissolved which kind of caused an issue for the promotion and the release of their next album, which was called Republic. Even though they were having uh, record label issues, because they technically were on two different record labels at this time, Republic was one of their biggest albums, and it had one of their biggest songs called Regret. And that was probably the first song I ever heard from New Order. Kevin, would you like to chime in on this album? Because you're the one that actually bought it. I stole it from you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I. You know, this this just kind of falls into this <laughs> this weird haze, and I don't know why that I I have this weird haze at that point in my life where you know it's like things were going so fast, but it seemed like you know things are never going to end. We, uh, I, I I loved this music so much, and this really kind of influenced me so much, especially like right out of high school, like this leading into the Smiths, leading into um um Depeche Mode it really kind of defined who I was for years and years and years I really really enjoyed listening to this but god I didn't realize you're right Brian I was as I was like looking up the information from their albums and I was listening to stuff from their albums I'm like I've never heard this song I've never heard this song either you know and there was a couple and I had these albums but they just didn't stick with me for some reason it was uh it was really interesting that you know their their hits were like sparse but boy were they big hits they were so much fun they were so much fun they were big hits to everybody who actually knew if you knew who they were they were big hits but if you didn't know who they were you literally that you would be like who you who that would be me there was no in between you either did or did not know who they were right you were either listen to some of it and watch some of their videos and there was one called regret i think it was what i wrote down i don't know i didn't mean i regret watching it i hope (laughs) <laughs> I hope I meant the title. But um, I wrote that I like the song and the beat and the music because I like the guitar in it or something. I must yeah. have liked that a lot. Um, other ones I thought were a little weird. Yeah. Uh, the videos were their... weird. And that's what surprises me about you saying that those hits were not on their album because, you know, I'm not really into the music the way you are, Brian, and all these sides of it. But I would think, because I saw that as a video, and I was thinking, if they're pushing a video of it, what what are they doing a video for if it's not even on their album? So, regret, Because actually. that doesn't make sense to me. No, I'm ta- I think I was talking about the song um, Blue Monday. Okay, okay. Monday, yeah. yeah. For that one. So, I don't know why either, but they in between albums, they did release singles that were not necessarily, I guess, in between album cycles. And Blue Monday was just one of those songs that they released in between album cycles that just became a hit. And they just never put it on an album until Substance came out. And that was kind of their first singles collection. Do do other musicians do the same thing where they just drop a single in the middle of an album? And is that just them? All the time. Actually, nowadays, it's very common. Rihanna hasn't dropped an album in years. Oh, yeah, because we're not selling albums anymore. We're selling songs. It's probably more common now to drop a single without an album accompanying it than the other way around, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I hadn't thought about that till I said it out loud. Yeah, huh. I haven't bought an album in a million years. Yeah, I can't tell you the last one I bought. It was probably 30 Seconds to Mars back in the day. Maybe My Chemical Romance on TV. I don't know. Back I, bought, Tar- I bought when Gaga. You're talking, oh, I bought well, Gaga. When you're talking album. No, I guess I was talking like physical album. Uh, oh, know. Jesus. I haven't bought a physical anything <laughs> in a long, long time. Oh. I know, I know. I But I um, I forget... I buy songs. I don't buy albums anymore. Even Gaga. Like, I'll buy a song, but I'm not going to buy an album. I do. I don't I know do why. Buy, I am still that. I buy vinyl. So if I buy any You new, do still buy vinyl? I do. I bought Gaga on vinyl. I bought the new Adele on vinyl. Um, I bought that before I even, you know, streamed it. So, yeah. I, it's my preferred way of listening to music. Mm. I love vinyl. It's very expensive, though. Oh, <laughs> it's cool. very I have a lot of vinyl. Um, I have so much of it that I have a collection of, uh, you know, everything I had as a teenager, plus 
my mother had a collection of Frank Sinatra and some of the like. I have and some I have Frank. all of that. And um, yeah, I love me some Frank. I love uh, Frank Sinatra. I don't play it ever. And I think Gary has a stereo record player, oh, whatever they're well, called these days. It's I time think to he has one. back up. I'm telling you, it maybe hits we different. should bust it out. It Do you have yeah, the um, Gaga and Tony Bennett album? That's really good. On vinyl, yeah, and I have Chromatica as well on vinyl. Yeah. Oh. So, all right. So let's get back real quick because we're almost done talking about New Order, believe it or not. Because there's a, there's not a whole there's no mm-hmm. scandals, you know. Yeah, there's, there's, there's not no, a lot out there. No, yeah. no. More than it. Tracy Chapman, however. No, more than Tracy Chapman. <laughs> That's but, true. <laughs> But not much more. All right. So, not much more. So, yeah. So, this taught me a valuable lesson. So, I think from now on, I'm going to do some research and I'm going to make sure there's something juicy in there for us to talk about, you know? Well, oh, you're funny. Either way, I was glad that we did this one because honestly, New Order for me has always been a faceless band. I never really, I've never watched any of their videos, although I do listen to all of their albums. I don't even think I'd ever seen an interview with the band. So, this did kind of cause me they're just kind of one of those bands that i always look forward to if they ever release an album i'll always buy it because it always sounds good but i've never known the members names i don't think i've ever seen a music video by them so for me it was a nice deep dive however let me say this is kind of a turning point for new order because after actually during that um republic album which featured that song regret they were kind of in between record labels and that was their last album for eight years until they released uh, the album called Get Ready in 2001. And the only reason I'm going to say that album came out is because Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins pushed them to release it. In fact, I saw... Oh, I've heard of that. I've heard yes. of the Smashing Pumpkins. Absolutely. And the, <laughs> there, there was an interview... I feel a, a connection now. <laughs> there's, an, there's an interview where they are talking about Billy Corgan and they're crediting him as a, the newest member of New Order even though honestly he was only featured on one song you can kind of hear his influence throughout that entire album of Get Ready and that was released in 2001 they followed that up with an album that was almost like a sister album to Get Ready and it was called Waiting for, uh, Waiting for the Sirens Call and that was in 2007 however at, I'm sorry in 2005 However, right after that album came out in 2007, their bass player, Peter Hook, left the band, all right? And that was their last release for quite some time until we actually got an album called Lost Sirens in 2013. And that wasn't even a new album. That was just leftover songs from the album prior to Peter Hook leaving. Wow. Yeah, so... The, the first album they actually released of new material that did not feature their bass player, Peter Hook, was actually released in 2016, and it was called Music Complete. And I listened to it, and honestly, it was one of those albums that you can just leave on, and there's not a single track that is bad. From start to cover, it is a great album. Um, it actually features vocals from certain people certain little hotties named brandon flowers from the killers uh larue and (laughs) not a hottie iggy pop (laughs) 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 sorry i I always wondered why iggy pop is very shirtless when he looks haggard Uh, oh god he looks like he got hit by every (laughs) fucking branch of the ugly tree (laughs) (laughs) and swept up i mean i never I never got that, but whatever. And then uh, the only new thing that we've seen from New Order actually was a single that came out in 2021, and it was called Be a Rebel. Now, Be a Rebel was supposed to be the name of their full album. The full album got shelved indefinitely because of COVID. However, they're now touring with the Pet Shop Boys. So you might be able to hear some of those new songs that did not get released just yet on tour with the Pet Shop Boys. And that's pretty much all I have for New Order. Do you guys have anything juicy to throw in there? No, you hit on everything I had. I just saw that murder story that I thought was interesting. Uh, That's really all I had was that murder story. Um, I liked doing them. It's not my favorite one we've done because I didn't have any sort of connection. This is the sort of the time of my life when I dropped out of this kind of music and I was listening to country music. I got So... Uh, I had moved to Maine, and that's what they listened to there. 
There was yeah. like one radio station. It was before all these electronics and all this stuff. And uh, I got hooked on country music for about 10 years. So I missed this whole sort of uh, genre, I guess. I don't think I could ever get so. hooked on country music. I don't care where I live. I, well, right, I live in Crystal River, Florida right now. And I swear to God, I walked into a <laughs> store. I walked into a store called Rural King the other day. And I, they played a fucking an entire song about corn. It was. I'm okay, you. so let me just let me just <laughs> let me just defend country music for a minute, and this. to all of our country music fans, uh, there are some in, incredible musicians in the country music field. Like, for example, one of my favorites, Mary Chapin Carpenter, and you can, you know, and Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood, and there's so many good musicians out there. And guess what? There'll be days we're gonna do them. Oh God! What's her face from American Idol? What's her name? Uh, uh, Carrie Underwood. Um, oh, I love her. Yeah. Oh yeah. She, oh, she I don't a, like her. Oh, I don't yeah. like her. She had. Uh, first of all, I did like her until she became a Trump supporter and uh, a Republican. Oh well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that about her. Oh yeah. I didn't know that about her. Oh. Um, I didn't like her when she talked about Jesus taking the wheel. Like that yeah. song was so ridiculous well, she, that I was she like, has... oh. Her last I can't album listen was to all that. It was music. so campy. Her last album, and it's was not that it was religious music. It just was a stupid song. Yeah. Um, anyways, she's um, got an amazing voice. I, I just wish she did not sing stupid music, but she does sing dumb, <laughs> fucking stupid. Okay. Well, I, when I pick the um, when I pick the country music artists in the future, I'm gonna pick them. Based on ones I think you will tolerate. <laughs> I, so I, I don't expect that you're going to love them, but I expect that you will tolerate them. And I this tolerate... week's going to be one of them. Oh, God. And I want you guys to listen okay. because. Hang on. Hang on. Let me get a listen. drink. Let me get a drink. Okay. So okay. let me ask you, do, you, do you lean more towards like more modern country or more like bluegrass no, country? Or... I, I like the stuff from uh the 80s obviously and earlier stuff like okay. I, these days i don't listen to it these days i mean um so like the garth, garth brooksy kind of stuff yeah that was that... The, the the decade where i was listening to the music which okay. i've us... listened to a lot of country in that in that decade myself oh, okay yes, and have. there's some great great bands some great vocals there's some great singers and yeah. everything but I, I, I had... dated a country line dance instructor. Oh, no, <laughs> was... you did not. I did. Oh, I was in God. the bar all the time. Did you do country line dancing? Oh, yourself? did he yeah. ever? Oh, yeah. Oh, Kevin, I did me some country line dancing, too. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, the go? only bars yeah. around where I lived. <laughs> oh, they didn't have nightclubs and stuff where I lived. It was like a honky-tonk bar and uh, oh, sawdust shit on the, sawdust on the floor. Yeah, well, that's bad. when I you lived in Phoenix. Own, you had to bring and... your own booze. To <laughs> that's when I lived in Phoenix, Arizona, where, you know, I mean, it, where, like, it's, you know, to be normal listening to pop music somewhere else, to be normal in Phoenix is to listen to country. People who listen yeah, to pop same. in Phoenix are weird. They're the, you know, like, same. what? Same, same. So it didn't take long for me to become a country music lover. So that's as a great. country music lover, I'm going to bring this one to honor <laughs> The yesterday's late Naomi Judd. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I had someone else in mind, and I thought, you know what? We might have some country music lovers out there. I was not the biggest Judd fan, I'll be honest. They weren't in my, you know, listen to. I know their hits. I know very little of their music, just those big hits that they had. Love Can Build a Bridge. Um. Yeah, they're not great songs. <laughs> I will say that um, I was a fan of Winona and her solo work more than I was the Judds, but I do more, know the yes. Judds because my whole family fucking loves them. Yeah, they do. Okay, so this will be good for you guys to look at this from a different perspective. Yeah. And uh, I think we need to honor Naomi Judd. Uh, we had the news on last night, or one of those entertainment programs. Anyways, whatever it was, it came across, and... Um, it came across that she had passed away and that was their explanation. She died as a result of mental illness. And then Gary had said he thought one of her daughters was um, adopted. So I went on the internet right away to Google and ended up at Wikipedia. And I found a place 
uh, you know, her Wikipedia page. Like within minutes of her death being reported, and I went to her Wikipedia page, and the last thing it said, you know, the date she died of mental illness or whatever. I was like, damn, that was fast. Like they had that Wikipedia shit already updated. Well, that is sad that she passed away because she is a country music legend. She is. She's a legend, period. She's a legend and just music, period. Yes, so let's uh, do our dive into Naomi Judd in her honor and to all of our country music lovers. So <laughs> That's are, exciting. Are we, are we doing just the Judds without Winona or are we doing the Judds with Winona? Because that's a lot. Are we just doing the, the Judds? Judd, just just Naomi? The judge. just, well, just do the Judge because then then there's uh was naomi ever solo see this is how much i don't she know did, about she that. had like a couple solo songs but not once the once the judge stopped she really did not perform much there was a couple live performances but she was not well enough okay to actually well perform. let's yeah so it, right, would, it would pretty much just be the judge yeah. okay yeah because anything with me uh with just Wayne that's a whole different that's a whole different music, too. It is. It so, is. Yeah, it's more um, like Southern rock. Yeah. Let, yeah. Let's just do Naomi. And that person that I have on deck, I apologize. Again, this is the second time. The first time I had a listener request, so I put her on the back burner. And now for this, I have to put her on the back burner again. Um, but she'll hear it soon. All right. So there it is. Naomi right. Judd. Naomi That's Judd. great. Next week it Excited. is. I'm excited. I will get on with my All right. Judd's on my uh, person who I can't name because she'll start talking to me right now. <laughs> just start, starts with an A. Might have Lexa. Yeah. Oh, so damn it. She's nosy. Listening. Oh, she's always listening. She doesn't even need it. Anyway. Oh. All right, gentlemen. I look forward to next weekend again. And um, yeah, have a great week. And I hope uh, Kevin, that you get some great weather this week in oh, Missouri. Me too. Thank you very much. All, all right. right. All right. Bye, gentlemen. Have Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.